What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Great Talk. I hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast so far. Today, we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. Today, we are going to talk about college football, and more so about that college football. We're going to talk about my favorite team, hands down, the University of Miami. It's all about the U. Uh, I've been a Kings fan since I was a little kid. You got to go all the way back to like 1986 when I sort of started getting into understanding football a little bit better. And that's when I became a huge Kings fan, 1986. And that 1987 is when my mom and I became season ticket holders. Although I should really say her since she was the one paying for it. But 1987, that's when we started out as season ticket holders. And have been season ticket holders ever since then, all the way up even till now in 2020. So, I by any by no means am a bandwagon fan. You know, like a lot of people here are in South Florida. You know, they say they're a true Canes fan. They say, oh, they're a true Dolphins fan or a true Heat fan or whatever. But if the team's not winning, they they're not cheering. You know, and as a fan, you have every right because, I mean, you're the one spending the money. But you got to take the good with the bad. So when the team is not doing great, you still got to be there show up and support, you know. So I remember those that decade of just straight dominance of by UN football from between 1983 to 1993, you know, where they won four national championships. Probably could have got about two more, you know, had things gone right for them. But... Anyway, you know, like I say, I'm a huge Canes fan. You know, I've been to these tickets since 1987. You know, I remember being there. You know, they, they could have won that championship in 86. You know, of those things didn't work out for them in the Fiesta Bowl out there in the desert against Penn State. You know, you come back, you win it in 87, but then in 88, only one loss, and that was in that famous Catholic versus convicts game against Notre Dame. And really, Notre Dame should have lost that game. But, of course, there was a fumble. So they say it was a fumble by Cleveland Gary. And let's just be real. It wasn't a fumble. And the ref, one of the referees from the game later on admitted that it was not. You know, so it is what it is. And then, you know, you come back. You win that championship in 89. And, of course, you had a little little miss, little hits in there. But you come back, you win it in 91. And then, of course, 92. You should have won it against Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, but it just didn't happen. Um, you know, the the heartbreak from that Sugar Bowl loss to Alabama in the 92 season was definitely Lamar Thomas being chased down by George Teague. And, you know, it, it, it's just still a nightmare. You know, I think that was probably the most quiet. You probably might have ever heard the city of Miami on a New Year's Day type setting almost, you know. But then, you know, UM football has had its ups and downs, especially after those that 92 season, or really 93 in a way. You know, the late 90s was just terrible with probation. But then, of course, Butch Davis comes along to help resurrects the program, puts probably one of the best college football teams ever assembled, a uh, team that probably could have played any pro football, any NFL team and probably beat them. You know, that 2001 team, although he didn't coach them, but, you know, those were his recruits. You know, those players were, that was a solid team, you know, from the Ed Reeds to the Kenny Dorseys. 
Greg Olson, you know, it, it was just a, an awesome team put together, you know. And then, of course, also being that Canes fan, you know, if you're a true Canes fan, you definitely remember the days of being in the Orange Bowl. It's nothing like it. You know, that Orange Bowl was special. It was something that, you know, stays. You, there's just no other place like that. And, I mean, there there are other hollow grounds, hollow stadiums that are so meaningful to college football, you know, from Michigan Stadium to even Notre Dame Stadium. You know, you can go out west to the Rose Bowl. You know, so there's a lot of college stadiums, you know, that has history. But, you know, the Orange Bowl was the Orange Bowl. You know, I remember being there, being a part of seeing that 58 home game winning streak that still to this day is still a record. You know, I know Alabama has came close to it. I know Florida State came close to it a couple years back. But, you know, to win 58 home games in a row, it's something that, you know, you just can't see anymore. It's just something that you're probably not going to see happen. And I still remember the day, you know, losing and seeing the streak come to an end. It, it's just something that breaks my heart. So, but just so you know, you know, I'm a huge Kings fan. I, I, I love the U. You know, like I said, you can't tell me nothing wrong or nothing bad about the U. You know, else I look at it as like oh, them some fighting words. You know, uh, I know last night was a tough loss for them in the Cheez It Bowl against Oklahoma State last night. But I like what I've seen in the, with the Canes over the last couple of years. You know, they're getting there, and for the most part, the problems that UM has really had has always been on the offensive side of the ball. The defense, you know, holds their own. But the offense has just been has not been good, and I, although it, I was sad to see you know De'Ara King get hurt in the game, get injured in the game last night, and hopefully you know his knee injury is not as bad, and you know hopefully it's something that he can rehab and be ready for spring ball and summer and fall camp next year for the next season since he's already said he's coming back, you know. He's that quarterback that we've been missing the last couple of years, and that's something that we just have not had at UM. You know, the last couple of years, we've had some, you know, we had some decent and good QBs, but we haven't really had that outstanding, that great quarterback that can really put us there. And I think, like I say, hopefully Derek King will be able to start next year with no problems, and hopefully that knee injury is not as bad. But like I say, it was a tough loss last night. But you don't play good, you know. And although bowl games just seems not to be Miami's forte for some reason, uh, because I remember at one point I think we had lost nine straight bowl games at one point. So it just tells you. But it's some things that, but like I say, I know a lot of us here in South Florida area are quick to say, you know, the U is back, you know, and the closest we have come to that saying that we were back was the 2017 season where that year we finally played in our first ACC championship game. Although we lost to Clemson big time and then rolled over the next week in the Orange Bowl game itself and lose that to Wisconsin. You know, we're just not there yet. You know, so, you know, that that's just how it, it is. But, you know, Miami,
Miami at some point we're going to get there, but I know the landscape of college football is totally different than it was back in the 80s and 90s as things are just a whole lot different, you know. But Miami is still a, a place you want to come, you want to play for. You know, it's still still on the map. You know, we still bring the ratings, you know. Everybody wants to see us either win or, for the most part, everybody wants to see us lose. You know, we're that still that most like hated team, and that's how it is in a way. All right? So just like, you know, you know, I'm a huge Canes fan, so just just know that. And if there's any Canes fan that, you know, would love for me to talk about some of those glory days, relive those glory days of the 80s and 90s or any of those other teams in between, you know, definitely hit me up. You know, so if you've been enjoying the podcast, definitely, you know, follow me at Ray Talks Live on Twitter. You can also follow me at Ray Talks underscore live on Instagram, or you can just always hit me up with an email at raytalkslive at gmail.com, but definitely make sure you are following the podcast, all right? And the last part of the podcast episode today, I'm going to talk about the college football playoffs right quick, because that is going to be kicking off the next day on New Year's Eve day, and let me just say this, this college football committee who are making these choices have been dreadful. They've been terrible. It's almost like I want to go back to the days of the BCS and let a whole bunch of computers make that decision. Because obviously, the people who are sitting on this committee is not obviously in business of putting the best team in this playoffs. More important, this playoffs probably needs to expand from four teams to eight teams. Because let's just be real. You know, we look at the matchup, Alabama versus Notre Dame. Let's call it what it is. Notre Dame does not belong in there. Let's just go with that. Because Notre Dame just got embarrassed by Clemson in the ACC championship game. And you have to think that if Trevor Lawrence had played in the first time they met in the regular season in South Bend, Notre Dame probably would have lost that game too. You know, and then plus Clemson had a few of their defensive players injured and out for that game. So let's just be real. Notre Dame is not on the same playing field. And then now you're talking about you're going to put them up against what is really the number one team in college football against Alabama. Let's just be real. Nick Saban is about to go to work, you know, and just tear up this Notre Dame defense, this Notre Dame offense, whatever you got. Because if you've seen enough Alabama games this year, we already know they got the offense. We already see they have the the defense and everything. So we're not even going to stress that. We're not going to even worry about that. Uh, but, but the sad thing is that, you know, this committee thing that Notre Dame is worthy of it with just that one loss and that one loss being that blowout against Clemson. But let's be real. They didn't play anybody this whole year. Their season was full of teams that were mediocre in a sense. I mean, yeah, their best loss, best win was against Clemson, but like I say, Clemson was missing their best player, their quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. You know, they barely skated by through North Carolina and especially against Louisville. So let's call it this. And then when you consider the the betters out in Las Vegas, they have Notre Dame a nineteen and a half point underdog. Nineteen and a half point underdog. You talk about three touchdowns and this game probably is going to get ugly like it did the last time these two teams met. And that was in the 2013 BCS Championship game down here that was held 
down here in Miami where the game was over after the first quarter, really. You know, Alabama won the game 42-14, to 14, but the game was over after the first quarter. And I was lucky enough to have club-level tickets to that game. I didn't go. I, I turned around and sold my tickets. I was not going to sit there and watch it because that Notre Dame team just was not great. And they still have, they didn't play anybody that year and just like this year. Now, I think the second game, Clemson versus Ohio State, I think that one will probably be a little bit more competitive. But like I say, that Notre Dame team does not need to be there. And I know as much as many people will not like it, I think Texas A&M should have been the fourth team put into the playoffs because Texas A&M was also another one-loss team, and you have to look at it. Their one loss was against the presumed number one team, Alabama. So I think they were the better team. And then you also have that undefeated Cincinnati team out there that just because they play in the American Athletic Conference, you know, because it's not one of the Power Fives, they didn't put them in. And that's what I'm saying. Are these people on the committee really watching the game? Are they really taking in consideration who teams are playing? I remember watching the Coastal Carolina and BYU. I thought that was probably one of the – that was the best game of the year, you know, in terms of two undefeated teams at that moment. Now, I know Coastal Carolina had a heartbreak loss against Liberty towards the end in their bowl game to not give them that undefeated season. But still, you know, but like I said, we'll, we'll talk more and more about college football. We'll, we'll let this COVID-19 2020 season, you know, go like it is. But like I say, you know, there's things that need to be done that, one, you know, this college football committee, this playoff committee, people, they, they need to reevaluate them um, because some of them are just not doing it. I don't know what they're looking at. You know, I understand, you know, you're, you're trying to protect the big boys, you know, but let's just be real. You're putting, keep trying to protect the big boys is putting terrible play on the field and what looks like a good matchup actually turns out to be blowout. And I think we probably might see a repeat of an Alabama-Clemson championship match again. I think this will be, what, number four between them in the last couple of years. So, like I want to say, I want to thank you guys again for listening to Ray Talks. If you've been enjoying what you've been listening to, definitely make sure you subscribe. And remember, make sure you follow me at Ray Talks Live on Twitter, Ray Talks underscore live on Instagram. And then, like I say, always feel free to hit me up in the email at raytalkslive at gmail.com. With that, 